Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome to Two Bulls in a China Shop, opening up the shop for another special collaboration today. Uh, first, I'd like to introduce myself. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, the creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. Kyle, how's it going today? Uh, it's going great. Been looking forward to this recording for months. Yes, yes. We did set this up months ago, and, and this is an exciting one. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Trade Runners 2020. Joining us today is our dear, dear friend, Rich Friesen from Mindmetrics. Rich, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I woke up this morning and uh, looked into the schedule and saw the recording was on there. And I thought, oh, that's going to be fun. And then I opened up your spreadsheet with the outline of what we're going to discuss. And I realize that you have created and just like panning for gold, distilled out the most critical, the most important. You know, if I could just take a trader and shake him by the shoulders, (laughs) 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 these would be the topics that, you know, are just essential and the most important. So what I really appreciate is getting down to what really matters. And that's what we're going to be talking about today measuring what matters. Yes. Oh, that's exciting. And I'm not going to, I have to say uh, some of these topics that we picked out were of keen interest to ourselves as uh, people that can definitely benefit from these conversations too. Yes. Hopefully if you listen through the, the trade runner series uh, you're going to, you're going to have a really good solid awareness of trading psychology. If you play along, how it affects you, uh, how you, how you can get that positive mindset. Uh, Kyle, I'm eager to develop my own habits because my habits are pretty shoddy, as you well know. (laughs) I think we all have areas that we can improve on. Uh, Sometimes it's hard to identify on those. So that's really what we hope to accomplish with this series is figure out what those actual habits are, those those things that creep in and keep you from being profitable and figure out a way to make make those work for us. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that sound about right, Rich? That sounds wonderful, how we can make it work for us. So moving from the theoretical, from the psychological, to actual actions that we can perform that will make all the difference. And not only that, they'll feel so much better. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about what we're going to talk about. Uh, but before we do that, Rich, do you have any uh, anything new or uh, anything you want to share? Any new events? Uh, how's the book tour going? Yeah, books are fine. In fact, um, I just gave an in the first in-person uh, author presentation, you know, post-COVID uh, mm-hmm. lockdown. And uh, oh, my gosh. 
uh, you know, that's <laughs> where I belong. <laughs> I'm such a friggin' ham that it, uh, you know, and then shocking people a bit, reframing things, watching the reactions, having a discussion. Um, also, I got my wealth workshops on, I got one Tuesday, that's today at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And then Thursday at 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern time, we have a regular meeting of, I'd say, uh, mostly traders, but a lot of entrepreneurs who come in and we go through topic at a time. So that's another thing. And also, we're going to have a real special for everyone who's listening, who wants to follow along and actually measure what matters with our uh, market metrics application. So we're going to make that available also. Mm. So let's get down to it. Let's do it. So what is today's topic? Measuring what matters. Uh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds, uh, sounds like a big topic, though. Uh, are we going to be able to break this down and cover this in an hour? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> We're going to try, though. I, I looked at the outline and said, this is so incredible. And then I realized, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to talk really fast. <laughs> but no, let's have a conversation and let's set it up so that it's an invitation for people and traders to step into. And, you know, there's so much more. But if we can create that infant invitation to get past all those repeated behaviors that don't serve all the stuck places, all the times they, you know, don't follow the system, they blow away risk, they lose money. So let's create uh, the foundation for, for stepping into a new context by measuring what matters. And what we can do is... Uh, we, we, in fact, what you could do is with the traders, you know, and with yourselves, mm-hmm. we could make a list of what are the issues that traders, that behaviors that cost them the most money and just mm. are, are just insidious and, and so hard to stop. So I, I have the ones, of course, from, you know, 10 years of coaching, but let's, let's see what the ones that come up just first for you and I can fill in some others. Uh, Dan, do you want to do you want to jump on this one first? Lately, it's it's been it's been my my morning routine, my pre trading routine, the the thing to get me in the headspace to actually be a good trader. Okay, and the previous behavior is that you don't do the morning routine or don't do it fully, or what's what is it that works and what doesn't work? I well, I find what works is when I wake up early, I do some sort of exercise, I take a shower. Uh, you know, I have I have a little bit of a snack and then sit down with some time before the bell to go uh, and, and update my plan from what's happened overnight. And li- lately, I've been just really, really shit at waking up and I'm rolling out of bed like after the bell, uh, not getting any exercise, may- maybe maybe getting some caffeine and that's it. And then sitting down and then like feeling like I'm missing out and I need to find a trade right away. Okay. I'm going to put that down. Find a trade right away. Yeah, right away. Oh, get in the trade, Dan. Get in the trade right now. Okay. Now, what I'm doing is in our market metrics application, the first section is our behaviors and processes. So, what I'm doing is I'm making a list of your previous behavioral issues. So, one is shit, waking up after the bell. The second one is finding a trade right away. Okay, so what other previous behaviors do we have that aren't serving you? 
And you can bring up things that you know, you know, about uh, other traders also. <laughs> I, I can offer some here. Okay. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I've been struggling with lately is just having confidence in myself to be able to look, click that execution button. Uh, I feel like I've been a lot more afraid of losing than I should be, even though I know that some of the setups I have have a really good positive expectation, mm -hmm. and I should not be afraid to take that loss. So what we have is waking up after the bell, needing to find a trade right away, confidence in self to execute the system because of fear of losing. Is that right? That sounds perfect. That's Those are three great examples. So let's go those with those. So what we do next is we look at, and this kind of surprises everyone, what is the positive intent of those behaviors? So let's look at shit waking up after the bell. What is the positive intent? What feels good about that? In that moment, what does that contribute? Oh, it, um, it feels really good to lay in bed and try to still be asleep. Feels good to lay in bed, okay? It sure does. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> okay. So if it feels good to lay in bed... And that's the positive intent. What is the experience you're after? Is it after feeling? Is is the intent to feel good? Yeah, I have this expectation of when I get out of bed, I won't be tired because I, I will have rested. Like I'm in bed for rest. And if I don't feel rested, it's not time to get out of bed. Okay, if don't feel rested. So the positive intent is to feel rested and to feel good when you get out of bed. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Excellent. So I'm going to go to another column and put what's the new processes and behavior is feel good, rested, and can we say eager to get out of bed? Yes, eager to start the day. To start the day. Okay, I'm going yeah. to type that, start the day. You can hear my keys rattling probably. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what we have is a previous behavior, shit at waking up after the bell. The positive intent is to feel good while I lay in bed. But what we, if we look for under that, is to feel good, rested, and eager to start the day. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what is the positive intent of finding a trade right away? So right, you get up uh, a little late, you go to the, there, you're a little groggy. I want to find a trade right now. What is the positive intent of that? To not miss out on the fact that the market is currently open for business. Not miss out. I feel like I'm missing an opportunity if I'm not. Almost like making up for missed time, too. The, the time left in the day of trading is now more scarce. Okay, so the positive intent is to grab something that works, that makes money, not to miss out. There's only so much time in the day. So we need, and every minute means that we have fewer opportunities. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, so that's the positive intent. So what we really want is to have profitable trades available to us. Does that sound right? Or or is there something else that is driving that fear of missing out and missing an opportunity? What do we really want at our deepest that is deeper than that fear? Um, to to have a, a positive <laughs> profit-loss ratio at the end of the day. If I'm missing out on trading, how am I going to make any money with trading? So you can almost go even deeper and say to provide to be able to live the lifestyle that you want to live, to be able to to get the... Uh, yeah, to pay my bills with yeah, uh, yeah. options trading, yeah, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So the the net intent of that is to have a positive P and L, which impacts our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Great. And the third one we have is confidence and self to execute. Oh, my God, I'm going to execute it. Oh, what if I lose money? Oh, my God, what does that mean? That means right. I'm a terrible person. I'm, that means, oh, oh, no. <laughs> okay, so what is the positive intent when, you, when you're just about to execute and you hesitate? What is the positive intent of that? The positive intent is that it preserves my capital. If I don't put it at risk, then, then there's no chance of losing it. No chance of losing. Okay. So if you have two traders and one of them lacks confidence to execute because he's afraid of losing and the positive intent is to preserve the capital, Mm -hmm. and you have another trader who has a system who just executes it faithfully without thinking about it. Oh, okay. This setup's here. This This is here. The line is here. Okay. Time to execute. Bang. Execute. So he just execute. Which of those two traders is more likely to preserve their capital. I would say the one who follows his actual system. Ah, okay. So the positive intent is to preserve the capital, but the behavior that does that Mm -hmm. is to execute the system, right? Yep. Okay. So what we have here, and anybody who uh, wants to get this application, we're going to have a way to do it. Uh, I'm just been typing that uh, my admin to set this up. And so by the time this goes live, we'll have something there. So you can follow along and do it yourself. So what we have is we want to feel good, rested and eager to start the day. We want to have a positive PL which impacts our lives and to execute the system. Does that mm-hmm. sound like a, a context that you would love to step into? Oh, God, yes. Oh, yes. You know something? That context mm-hmm. feels so good. It is so powerful, and I'm going to be a little sexist here and say there's a masculine feeling. It's, it's you know, we're like we're, we're, our brains developed on the savannas of Africa for the most part. Mm-hmm. And there is just a feeling of conquest, of victory, of making it work, of having the power. The, this used to be muscle power or uh, skill with a spear. But now it's mind power, the ability to do that. Oh, my gosh, it feels so good. So I'm going to invite you to do that. So in this application now, we have that those positive intents. Mm-hmm. And what we can do is every day we can journal it by dropping down the menu. In fact, I'm doing it right now. I'm saying, did we do this? So every day, or it could be with every trade, we measure. Did we step into that new context? Did we create those new processes and those new behaviors that we know intellectually are going to work for us. But in the moment, we step into an old context of fear, should have waking up, didn't do my exercise, I got to find a trade right away. I don't have confidence. Oh, I'm afraid to lose. Am I going to lose on this trade? Mm -hmm. As versus, oh, I feel so good. I'm rested. I'm eager to start the day and step into a master trader's mindset. My positive behaviors and executing, and we're going to talk about this in a minute, lucrative trades that'll impact my life and to just execute the system. Oh my God, the the power that gives me, that's incredible. So that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be stepping into that. Mm. 
All right, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> I got my shoes on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what routines are going to support that? And we have a, a section of commitments here, and I'm going to skip over that for now. But what routines would you like that would support that experience? Hmm. How do you mean? For example, getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. doing my exercises, uh, not eating after 6 p.m. so that I don't feel bloated, uh, not watching the screen two hours before I go to bed. Uh, what would be for you a routine that when your alarm goes off or your eyes open at that time of the morning that you are just so eager to start the day? What routine would support that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And these are these are things that are legal and that any reasonable person would do. Um, I'm I'm not, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not with any DEA enforcement agency. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, the problem is, is I don't make enough money to afford the cocaine to okay to, to just wake up real easy. Well, you know that the cocaine I've I've heard is is really a bump and really really helps traders for about a few hours before they crash and burn and uh, <laughs> it's not and lose all their money and <laughs> <laughs> they make bad coke choices. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay, I need to so make that, more money so I can make more coke. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, just as a word of caution. Yeah, we'll rule uh, that one out. That that that's not a terribly good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I think you listed several several things that are shown to, to mm -hmm. help get a better night's rest, like uh, not looking at screens a couple hours before when you plan on going to bed. I think step one is planning on and sticking to a plan of a nightly routine to get to sleep uh, because I have, a, I have a tendency to get busy and like my, get my brain going like, oh, I could be do, working on all these things that I wasn't able to work on all day because mm -hmm. I did these other things. And then so I end up staying up. You know that, I think that's the first time I heard anybody ever even mention a, a night routine. I've been so focused on building out a good morning routine that I never even thought about the night before. Yeah, like a, having a plan of attack to get get to sleep. Right. Besides, like, oh, I'll just keep drinking this, have another beer until I get tired. I'll just watch TV until I fall asleep. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> that's not a good plan. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to let everybody think about that because everybody's different. Everybody is going to create a different routine. Mm -hmm. The next part on measuring what matters is our set scores. And I believe we've talked about that. Mm -hmm. Our sensations, our emotions and thoughts, S E. And what we do on the Mind Market Metrics application is we have little score boxes to say we can, uh, some traders who are a little bit longer term, they'll do it for a day. Other traders will do it for every trade. For traders who are really active, maybe able to do it for the morning and session or the afternoon session. And what we do is we measure our sensations from minus five to plus five. And for all three of them, a minus five is entropy running down so in our physical sensations we're sick uh we got a hangover uh we haven't exercised uh we're we didn't get enough sleep so you know that brings us down to a minus five in sensations physical sensations or emotions it could be minus five would be depressed mm -hmm. in thoughts Minus five is self-critical, you know, self, just we're, we're a terrible person. We made a mistake. We're not perfect. We, we just beat ourselves up 
uh, we're worthless pieces of shit. Plus five, on the other hand, in sensations are we're well rested, we're exercised, we're hydrated, uh, we're eager to go for the day. Our emotions are positive. We're looking at a calmness, a centeredness, uh, amount of emotional reserve. It's a plus five. And their thoughts, a plus five, are positive. They're self-healing. They are appreciative of the life we live. So if we're in the states of, of plus, I'm sorry, that's the states of zero. I misstated. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay, so, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, so zero is those states. A plus five in sensations is on like too much coffee or co- cocaine. A plus five of emotions is uh, we think we're God. We just made 10 trades in a row. We can't do anything wrong. Or in our thoughts are I'm invincible. So the minus five is depressions down the plus five is overconfidence, cocky, uh, jittery. Uh, the zero is the state of physical power, uh, emotional calmness, and positive thoughts for ourselves. So we have the algorithm to that then combines those in a way that gives us a single score. And that score is whether we should trade or not. And traders quickly find where their limits are. So that's another thing that matters is measuring your state of mind. So imagine you're a carpenter and you have this magical uh, measuring tape, you know, one of the things that rolls up and you go to measure a a piece of lumber that needs to be cut and it's uh, 24 inches. And when you walk to the saw on the lumber, the tape shrinks a little bit. So you put it there, you measure it, you cut it, and oh my God, it doesn't fit. Well, our state of mind, our emotional state, what if it shifts from trade to trade from day to day? Oh my gosh, how can we get trading stability with a mindset that is all over the place from plus five to minus five, minus three, plus two? So creating that stability is really important. The next thing we have, or maybe some com- any comments on that before we move on. I'd actually like to just state that I kind of executed something similar to that today. I, I woke up feeling off and then made the decision not to trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I just didn't feel right. I mean, I, I couldn't get my morning routine done. I, I spent more time in the bathroom for, uh, than I wanted to. Um, yeah. Just uh, everything felt off. I just went back to bed and said, you know what? I'm not going to engage today. Excellent. Yeah. Very excellent. That's a hard thing to do, though. Mm hmm. It is, but well, the advantages of having the amp- the application and measuring it is you soon learn. I mean, just mm-hmm. the fact of paying attention to it and measuring it actually changes it so that you can see exactly where your prime best uh, platform be for for trading is, and you can see when you're off, and you just sensed it just intuitively. And for traders who haven't done that, having an application so they can actually see the colored squares and change as their mood change, mm-hmm. and then they can see the impact. So at the bottom of this application is also your PL. And what you as you look down through it, oh my God, you can see what makes profitability and what makes losses. So clear. So the other thing that's really important is lucrative, lousy trades. I think we've talked about that uh, in a previous session. Mm-hmm. A lucrative trade is a trade where your mindset is in positive territory or, in, you know, as we measured it in the zero range. It is according to your system, even if there's some intuition in your system or just plain pattern recognition, 
you can say this is within my boundaries, mm-hmm. that the risk parameters are followed, like where your stops are or however you manage your risk, and your exit point, your target, you allow that to run its course. So if it is a lucrative trade, you then measure the PL for your lucrative trade. If any one of those things is missing, it's not a lucrative trade. It's a lousy trade. Mm-hmm. Even if it's profitable, it's a lousy trade. Right. So my clients, when they do this, some of them, they'll say, I have lucrative trades of a plus $22,000. I have lousy trades of a minus 46000 Oh, my God. Yeah. Right away, you know where the problem is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're a good trader. You just need to cut out that 46000 You Exactly. Yeah. And so if you are all of a sudden aware of what a lucrative trade is and what a lousy trade is, and it's like a brick to the forehead to see that in the application, oh, my God, all of a sudden, it feels so much better to create lucrative trades. So I'm looking at this application right now on the screen. So we look at the behaviors and every day or depending on your speed of trading, you do the, uh, uh, the drop down. It's either excellent, getting good, a problem or a significant problem. And so it's a colored square. When you change it, it changes the color of the square. So you can see if you're following your processes for any segment of time. You look to see if your commitments are made, if you've done your routines and they're colored squares. So it's, you know, so it's really easy. You look at your set scores, whether, and again, there's a, a colored, an algorithm that colors them to say where you are in that. You look at your lousy trades and your lucrative trades. And you can look down for any time segment and you can see exactly where the problem is. Mm -hmm. So what we're talking about now is measuring what really matters and measuring it so it's a visual. And so it's so visual that it impacts you in a way that just vaguely looking at these things or reading a book or just listening to Rich Friesen and saying, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. But now we're actually doing it on a regular basis. And, uh, you know, if either or both of you want to do that, what we can do is check in during this series and just see how you're doing. Okay, that sounds great. Yeah. So I, I will make up, I, I think for Dan, we already have a, a, mind, a market metrics sheet available. And, uh, and so we can start there. And we'll all yeah. set it up after we finish this session. Uh, we can set that up and figure out how to do it. Oh, fantastic. Uh, I believe we, we, we started to do this with you when we first started out, because uh, you were one of our first guests back when the show started. Yeah. Uh, but back then, I don't even think we knew what a setup was. <laughs> so we might have been jumping the gun a little bit that time. Yeah. I'm really excited to come back to this now, now that we actually kind of know what we're, yeah, we know enough to be dangerous. Property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Setups with an edge. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Setup. Oh, that's a novel idea. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't I think of that? Oh, right. Jeez, Rich, where were you on that one? Oh, man. I'm going to add, jeez, I'm going to revise my entire training program now. I'll tell you what, Rich, if you just say it right now, I'll just edit Dan out. There you (laughs) go. We'll just pretend like you came up with it. Oh my, you guys are so generous with the credit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Honestly, it it was great to start out with that insight and knowing that this battle was a psychological one against ourselves as we learned about how to find setups. Mm-hmm. Uh I felt like we we were already 
well-informed because of you. And that's one of the reasons we, we, you know, this whole collaboration came together. Exactly. Yeah. So thank you, Rich. Thank you very oh, much. You guys are such a pleasure. I, I just so look forward to every time we have a conversation because I end up uh, laughing my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get too far off the rails here, yeah. um, let's go back to, to measuring the set scores. Can you kind of walk us through like what that process entails? Like when are you doing it? How often? Sure. Uh, is this before every trade? Is this just uh, a couple times during the day? Advanced traders are some people who have got their set scores as a process really embedded in their lives that they don't keep up the set scores. Mm -hmm. the, the reason we're starting to do this very methodically is to create new neural connections. You know, like when you started to drive, you know, you had to pay attention to the clutch and the gear uh, clutch. <laughs> that ages me. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> the park button was. Yeah, to, right. The park button. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just imagining, you know, clutch in. I got my hand on the column shifter, bringing it toward me and down one for low. You know, mm -hmm. letting my clutch, uh, my foot off the clutch, adding some gas, you know. And and it was it was scary. But now all those neural connections are made. Mm -hmm. I can drive on a freeway and have a discussion about uh, John Locke and his uh, property rights, you know, a philosophic conversation. So uh, what we're doing right now is we're doing the same thing like we're learning to drive. Mm -hmm. uh, for really active traders, let's say they're in and out 20, 30 times a day, they might want to say, okay, I'm going to look at my set scores for the. Uh, First two hours, the second two hours, and the third two hours. I'm going to divide them up. For people who make one or two trades a day, you might want to do it by trade. Or uh, longer-term investors, they might want to check in when they're reviewing their investments and how they're feeling. Mm -hmm. And right now, I'm looking at my investments, and I'm not feeling so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So so you do it before you take the trade or after you take the trade? So what happens eventually is – you are checking in with yourself and it just takes not even a second after you get really gre after these neurons get greased. Okay, sensations, physical sensations, I'm breathing well, uh, easy, emotions, I'm relaxed, I'm eager to do this setup. Thoughts are just uh, coming and going and nothing in particular. Okay, I'm good to go. Uh, and what happens is that can happen in a small second. And so you, after you work through it, create the new neural connections, get used to it. At first, it might be difficult for some people to even be aware of their sensations or even more difficult for the emotions or even the most challenging is their thoughts. Oh, how can I, how can I be aware of my thoughts when I'm thinking my thoughts? Oh, so, uh, but that can, that with a little practice, that can be developed. So depending on the frequency of trading. Uh, and eventually you won't keep track of it. You might on a daily basis, just write it down just to, to see, um, oh, could, one of the issues that creeps up after you get successful mm -hmm. is cockiness. Oh my gosh. Uh, I've had eight trades in a row. I'm invincible. Oh my gosh. The system is, oh, I've got the system working. And then what happens is we have a loss or two losses. Then we get a little upset, and then we double down. Mm -hmm. So we move. So uh, I have an exercise called cocky clangor. I think if you uh, – I have a 
a blog on that on the website, mindmusclesfortraders.com. And it's a way to, to pre prepare you to like having a canary in the minefield, the little indicators when you get cocky. Mm-hmm. The typical equity curve, and you, most of you know what that means. It means just the accumulated P&L without the deposits or uh, withdrawals. Preferably. If you just, yeah, <laughs> what? Preferably. If you just look at the equity curve, the typical one is discipline up, up, doing the system up, up, you know, just a little jagged, a little down here, a loss here, up, up, then bang. And sometimes that can happen in one trade. Mm-hmm. I've had maybe two dozen private clients who have lost their entire capital in one trade. Wow. And I've had many more that have lost it in a week or three or four days. Because what happens is we get attached to a system, we think we're invincible, or another cause is, oh, we're not really worthy of the success. Oh my God, if I keep this up, that's going to change my life. Uh, we can get into that and we, we have those kind of things in, in further sessions and I'm mm-hmm. eager to get to those too. But there is a hesitancy for success and nobody believes that. No traders ever come to me and say, Rich, I'm really concerned about setting myself up so that I don't sabotage my success. Not one. <laughs> right. And yet, 70% of the clients who come to me have issues that are likely to trap them with success. Wow. It's such a weird thing, too. You wouldn't think that that would be what's holding you back. Right. Fear of being too good. Man, is that my problem, Kyle? No. <laughs> No, it might be. I mean, it really might be. I think in like some of the previous conversations we talked about, like the the whole like traders blow up because like their mind wants them to get into a safer occupation, like subconsciously. Like, yes, you know, lose this capital and then go back and get a real job where we have dependable security. Yes, don't have to worry. Risk risk free. Yeah. Yes. I'm not taking the risk if I go get a, a nine to five. Right. Boy, you guys just nailed one of the biggest issues that eventually the living with confusion, lack of certainty, the unknowns, uh, that becomes so stressful that sometimes traders will just blow it in order to get back to a context of things they know. Hmm. That is just an unbelievable, and I didn't believe it until... You know, I was building my own trading firm and I had traders that would use my system and it was like there was just money on trees because we were on a trading floor. We had uh, first look at orders, wide bid and offer spreads, all mm-hmm. sorts of tricks we could play. I mean, it, it <laughs> three bid at three and a quarter and now it's three bid at point, you know, point zero zero one <laughs> offered. So, uh, but the traders, you know, like one of them, uh, just a brief description, his, uh, he had a younger, severely handicapped brother. And if he made money, he knew his mother would come after to support him. And he was always jealous of all the attention his handicapped brother got. So what did he do? He just didn't make money. Another one out of respect for his father. And I know this sounds crazy. Couldn't make more than his dad did who worked so hard. Because that would be disrespectful. It would mean his dad, you know, was working so hard for nothing. And there's other 
other traders I've had that uh, under hypnosis have come up with limits to their own success. And I've told you guys the story of my own $200,000 limit Mm -hmm. that on, there was some belief in there that I was not worthy of that, that I wasn't as good. I wasn't as smart. Those things turned out to be true, but it, (laughs) 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 but it didn't matter. I didn't have to be as smart as anybody else, man. And for the traders out there, you don't have to be that smart. You don't have to be that good. Uh, But what it takes is self-awareness, acceptance, eager to look at yourself. And the one thing I appreciate both about Dan and Kyle, you guys are so open and so honest and looking at yourself and willing to say, okay, what do I need to do? And I appreciate about both of you. I appreciate that so much. Thank you so much, Rich. We're we're just blessed to have uh, people in the China shop that come on here and uh, help give us the guidance to to make those changes. Right. It'd be it'd be a waste if we weren't uh, open to to making changes based on oh, uh, the things that we've learned from so many great people. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. You don't have to invent everything. It's all out there. There are so many places where you can gain trading uh, knowledge about your. Uh, your process and what information you need uh, for, you know, you just look on my site, Mind Muscles for Traders, and there must be 40 uh, blogs out there, you know, just uh, that cover all the basics. It's all there. And so if you're willing, like you guys are, to say, okay, I'm open. I can handle the fact that I don't know and that I'm eager to learn and that my learning process isn't a referendum on my self-worth. Mm-hmm. I have a hedge fund manager who I'm working with, and it turns out that if he lost, as he was losing money and for a week in his uh, very active trading, it said to him, and I won't use the name, but I'll make one up, Paul, you're just not worth it. You just are a lousy person. So he had that voice that just came in. And so he needed profits to be okay. Hmm. And so if we can look and have the ability to be honest with ourselves, to listen to those voices, all those subconscious routines we have, we don't have to be that smart. We don't have to outthink other people. We don't have to have superior uh, strategies. But what we have is the ability to know ourselves, to execute the strategy, to measure what matters, and to not get lost in a lot of, you know, the just the rabbit holes and the massive amount of information that can actually detract us. So for the people who are following along at home, then, what is the goal for us for the next month? Oh, my gosh. For the next month, um, mm-hmm. what we have is... Oh, we have, well, this was on measuring what matters. And what we're going to do is I'm going to give you a website. And at the website, we're going to create uh, an online uh, record of this and allow you to go a little bit further in each of these topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today was measuring what matters. The next one, how to gain confidence in your strategies. Mm. And I'm going to present something really radical. Confidence in your strategies is a killer. We don't oh. want confidence in our strategies at all. 
So there's a, there's a confidence circle I have, and I'm going to show you the confidence circle. And, and what that ends up with is not confidence in your strategies. Then we're going to look at persistent trading mistakes. And these are mistakes that we wake up in the morning and we'll say, (laughs) I'll never do that again. That was so dumb. And then in the heat of the moment, we repeat it over and over. And we're going to look at what is driving persistent trading mistakes. Nightmare trading traps on episode four. Oh, my gosh. These are traps that our, our biological brain just brings to us. So what we need to do is learn how to not set those traps or if we got them, how to get out of them. Next is conversations with money. And as you guys know, I finished a book, A Private Conversation with Money. Mm-hmm. And this applies to traders especially because everything we do is about money. Right. And so what if our relationship with money is tainted? We have cultural, personal, peer groups. We have all sorts of messages from our parents. Oh, my God. And they're all in conflict. So we're going to talk about our relationship with money as a trader. And finally, the fear of success. Oh, my gosh. One of the questions I ask my traders is, what are you going to lose when you're successful? Huh? I'm not going to lose anything. I mean, that's going to be great. What are you going to lose if you're successful? I'm not going to lose any. We go over and over this until, oh, my God. And I'm not going to go through what comes up because that'll be for yourself. But if we can recognize what happens when we have the power of making money and there's, you know, we can go up to 100 and 200 lots and contracts when we're consistently made profitable. Oh, my God. Do we realize how that will change your life and what that can bring up. So that's what we're going to talk about in episode six. So all these are really focusing on what really matters for traders. Oh man, there's going to be so many good conversations coming up. But in the meantime, uh, for the next month between episode one and two, our plan, uh, the homework assignment for the traders that are following along Mm -hmm. at home is to take set scores, uh, um, Take your set scores, become aware of your emotions and your sensations and your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to add to that? Uh, should we be writing down some behaviors that we want, that we recognize and want to change? Yeah, what I'm going to do is I'm going uh, to create a web page, especially for you guys. I just mm-hmm. love this conversation. And it's going to be conversations.money slash two bulls, B-U-L-L-S, then the number two. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we're going to do there is going to create the ability to uh, get the market metrics application, uh, keep track of homework, uh, keep track of what's coming up next week. I'll put all those things up there. Uh, there's a registration process, and you can uh, we'll do the registration process for free. I may charge for some of the applications just so I can pay my admin. And <laughs> Lindsay's amazing, by the way. Yeah, yeah, she is. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, we're we're really here. And what I appreciate about you guys is your good hearts and wanting to share and create the invitation to all traders to step in to their master traders mindset and consistent profitability. Mm, Sounds fantastic. All right. Ah, 
we have anything else we need to cover today I think are we are we ready to to get this homework in motion Kyle do you have a do you have a plan to, how are you going to get started um i mean i've been keeping track on the morning basis but i think what i've been finding as the days go on is that the point i really need to be taking my impact or my set scores is right before the button is clicked and while the trade is in motion yes the while the trade is in motion is when i feel the most turmoil within myself Excellent. So I think my plan going forward is going to be to keep with the set scores in the morning before I start the day. But I want to open that up and add that to my my tracker that I use for my journal. And I want to be able to have the ability to look at whether this trade met the conditions for lucrative or lousy. And I want to know what my mentality was at the start of the trade and while in the trade. Wow. Uh, and and maybe even after the trade when you're out? After the trade always feels good. So I think that's just going to be a, well, I guess it depends on what the trade does. <laughs> I think I think the PNL kind of covers that. But remember today what happened with me. Mm. We were actually talking. We, we started a call together when I was in the middle of a trade mm-hmm. this morning. And I hit, I've been on a, a streak of, of not, no wins, no wins mm-hmm. for days. And I hit a big win. I felt so good. I stepped away. I wasn't going to trade for the rest of the day till I stepped back down and the setup was just like begging to be traded. I was like, oh, oh, fine. But I feel like it was really good to take that post-trade set score. Okay. Uh, You know, I guess is what I would call it. I think that makes sense. Yeah. I was just feeling so good. I was like, I can't, I can't keep trading. I'm just tra- chasing that high. Like, I think that's a great point, Dan, actually. And uh, as Rich said, like, if we're trying to form new neural pathways and new connections and new habits, mm-hmm. uh, the more we do this, then the better we should get at it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Flex those, those muscles, those okay. mind muscles, dare I say. Wow. Right. Let's tee that right up for you, Rich. <laughs> okay. So one thing that, you can practice on it. It feels good to have a profitable trade, especially after a series of losses. Mm-hmm. So one of the tricks our brains will do is we'll chase that good feeling. Oh, my God, I need a good feeling. Oh, okay, I'm going to trade now. Let's see if I can get that good feeling. So we can enjoy the feeling. We can say, wow, this is a good feeling. I'm going to fully appreciate it. And then there needs to be a cleansing process. Mm. If we have the cleansing process, we start over with our master trader's mindset, we're good. But a number of traders, I and this is where that work my way up, work my way up, just keep you know be making steady profits. And when I chase change, it feels so good to see my equity curve go up mm-hmm. that I start to chase the feeling rather than the process. I, I almost want to shift that feeling, that good, that high, that feeling of good that I'm doing well to, to whether or not the trade was a lucrative trade. Like I want that to be the moment that I say, oh, I just nailed this trade setup. I don't care if it works out in my favor or not. I know that over the long term, this is the thing that I want to do. This is the person I want to be. These are the trades I want to make. That's the high I want. Oh, that's so well well stated. Uh, I want to, you know, if if we could, I'd like to put flashing lights around what you just said. <laughs> oh, uh, I can put a jackpot sound like a casino just hit the, okay. hit the money. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> that would be wonderful uh, because what you're doing is you are changing the good feeling from an outcome to a process, mm. and as traders. What we want to do is to measure the process 
then we observe the outcomes, we adjust the process, then we observe the outcomes. Mm -hmm. But for so many traders, oh, I want to make $1,000 a day. I want to have an 80% win ratio. So when we focus on outcomes, that means we have to force our behaviors. Mm -hmm. But if our focus is just what was said so well is, what is my process? Am I making lucrative trades? I am making lucrative trades. Wow, does that feel good? That shift makes all the difference. Do you have any tips for getting yourself into that mindset? Yes, we have. In fact, I have a guided visualization um, called the Market Maker's Home. I got two of them, Market Maker's Home. I forget the name of the other one, but I can put them up on the, on the page that I gave you. Oh, and what it is, is stepping into the master trader's mindset. And what I suggest traders do is before they sit down to their, in fact, to put a rope on the floor or something hanging from the ceiling, uh, something that is physically there that you have to step over, step under, avoid, go around. And uh-huh. you only do that. When you are, your set scores are in alignment and you are in the master trader's mindset context. And you can even have some physical representation. You can say something. I am now stepping into the master trader's context, the master trader's mindset. And this is what it means. Take a breath. What it means is I feel so good making a lucrative trade. It means I can wait for the setup to come to me. It means I have no need to make money today or to have focus on an outcome. My focus is on my process. So whatever words it is, whatever language, in fact, I had some of my clients have a little uh, uh, cheat sheet, a little piece of paper that has their morning affirmations. But Mm -hmm. it's not affirmations of what I want. It's affirmations of how good it feels to step into a master trader's mindset. And they do that every time before they start trading. I do have a daily affirmation that I read every morning, but I think it's time to edit this and come up with a new one. Just notice how much is outcome and how much is process. It definitely is. I mean, I can read it to you if you like. Sure. Uh, today is in date, and I am so grateful to be a trade pro earning $500 a day. The profits come easy when I prepare and execute my daily plan. I am filled with happiness, confidence, and love for myself and my family, and I freely share my experiences with everybody. Awesome. Then notice the one outcome in there, $500 a day. Mm-hmm. So if you can just, con- I'm going to invite you to consider changing that to making lucrative trades. Mm -hmm. I am going to change that. And I'm actually going to add that to my homework. I think the homework for this episode just got a little longer. So if you don't have a morning (laughs) affirmation that is not focused on outcomes, then that is going to be added to the list. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right. Um, Do we have anything that we need to leave everybody with here before we start to wrap up? I'm looking forward to strategy confidence in the next session. Oh, yes. Yes. Dan, would you like to uh, review the homework assignments here? So it looks like uh, we're going to add taking set scores to our trades, to our trading plans, and and I'm I'm assuming our measurements. 
Yeah, and also even before you even walk into the trading uh, area, right, your station, like something, there needs to be some sort of uh, threshold or, or uh, what's the right word for that, Rich? There needs to be something that allows you to step into that. Demarcation, some sort of ritual or process. There's There's something that you need to be able to say that, okay, I am in the right mindset. I am ready to go. Okay. I'm ready to take mm-hmm. on this day. I've met my morning routine requirements. Like, how would you word that? <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to imagine that uh, it's like one of those uh, Japanese animation shows. Like, I'm going to be starting the trading robot, and the passcode to open the thing is to have done my morning routine and to say something verbally to it. And then I can sit down and trade. I am going to use our execution wristbands that we have because we have the researcher risk manager and executor yes we do and before i start my day when i'm allowed to trade i will make sure that i meet the conditions to put that wristband on oh that is an awesome idea thank you you were the inspiration for those by the way that's right <laughs> you you've, re- you've turned it into a very specific process which i think is wonderful okay conditions to start your day and uh, what was the last one we said dan the set scores? Uh, the set scores, the conditions to start your day, and then there's one other one that we said we we're going to do. Oh, the morning affirmation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I will put these on the, the web page. And uh, it's not, the web page isn't there yet, but it will be by the time this recording hits the, hits the internet. So we, I'll, we'll put those pieces of homework on. I'll list the topics for each week or each session and we can go from there. All right. Sounds great. Oh man, this is going to be a great series. Fantastic series. Yeah. Yeah. I'm already I'm... sad that we only planned six episodes. <laughs> 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 All good things come to an end. I know, but why? They don't have why? to. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, I've, listeners, thanks for sticking around to the end. We hope that you're going to be joining us on this journey. Uh, it really can only benefit. I'm 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 eager to get started myself. I'm already talk, thinking like, how can I message Kyle and tell him to, uh, how to update the the spreadsheet? I'm already filling out that he he made for me. Right. <laughs> at those set scores. Anyhow, uh, we'll be back at you as soon as we can uh, with a with the next episode. Uh, we'll be back at you with two of six. So to keep an eye out for that and. Uh, Go over and head where where are they headed again once again, Rich, to, to get these homework stuff? Oh, I'm gonna make it there, right? Yeah. It's conversations.money slash two. That's the number two bulls. B U L L S. Excellent. And make sure that's in the episode description too, so people can follow along. Yeah, you can just click the link. And please do. And uh we but until uh next time. We, we do have to close up shop. As Rich just mentioned, all good things have to come to an end. No. Uh, so until, <laughs> until next time, happy trades, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thank you, guys. Wonderful time. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. 
It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.